open, you know, and that well, just, you know, if <laughs> you were my daughter, I'd say there's lots of things that can, that can happen. You can wind up in jail in Vietnam. You could wind up dead in Vietnam. That's true. Oh, but, you know. but then what about what's the best that can happen? Mm. You know, and if you if you weigh them, it's like, okay, yeah, a lot of bad things can happen, but a lot of good things can happen as well. Welcome to the Crossing It Off Podcast, the internet's number one bucket list show, where we believe your bucket list can be more than a social media brag, but bring you deep joy in your life. Each week, we share the stories of people just like you that are living out their bucket slash life goal list. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guest adventures, my goal is that you will find inspiration and empowerment to add and cross items off your list. When you find something here that motivates you, we ask that you share this episode with one other person and rate and review the show let's get to crossing it off welcome everybody to another episode of the crossing it off podcast i am so excited about my guest um it's going to be a great conversation her name is lou Comanaris. And she describes herself as adventurous, brave, driven, and friendly. Lou, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So tell our listeners, what was the first thing you crossed off your list? Swimming in Halong Bay. So Halong Bay is in Northern Vietnam. Okay. So, so how long had this been on your bucket list and why was it so special to you to have it on there? Yeah. So this play has been on my bucket list since I was nine when um, it all started when I first had access to a computer. I am from uh, South America. I am from Venezuela. So, so I remember seeing a picture of this place when I was nine in a wallpaper, a computer wallpaper. Okay. You know, like back then it was just like, yeah, a picture of a random place. And I was just like, wow, that place is so cool. And then later on, I was just like, what is this place? What is this place? And then, you know, I, I started digging and then I found out it was in Vietnam and it's called Halong Bay. Um, so to answer your question, it's been on my bucket list since I was a kid, since I was nine years old. Since you were nine. So you're looking at that image and I still get them today. My, my screensavers, places all around the world, I get it. What was so interesting to you about Halong Bay when you saw those images at nine that said, oh, I'm going to go research this. I'm going to go try to find some information about what this is. Yeah, I, at first, I think the first thing I saw, I thought it was like, wow, you have these mountains coming out of the water. I mm. want to see that. But then also at the same time. I was nine from a small town in a in a country very, very far away. So I was just like, okay, maybe I will never go there. But it always stayed in the back of my mind. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, just the, the idea of seeing that place that was so, so far away. And so what was that like? Was it your emotions around that piece, right? That you're in Venezuela, you're looking at images of Vietnam. Was it was it distressing? Was it was it frustrating? Was was there hope, or was it just like oh, I'll never get there? It was I'll never get there. Wow, it was yeah. And so so now fast forward. How did it come to be that you actually, you know, after all those years, decided okay, I'm going to go do this? What what transpired in your life to put you on a course to actually making it happen? 
Yeah, well, that's that's the thing that I that so a lot of things needed to happen in order for that to happen. So the I had to, you know, I had many other items on my bucket list. So mm-hmm. one of those items was items was to emigrate to the United States. And then the other item was to become financially stable. And then also another item was uh, back at the moment I was married. So I was just like, oh man, I can never go because my partner at the moment didn't have any interest in going there. So I was just like, divorcing that person was also part of that. Mm-hmm. And I, it became part of my uh, divorce book at least. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes uh, people call that an effort list. Really? I didn't yeah. know that was the name. <laughs> yeah, F it. <laughs> so a bucket, F it. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And so those things all transpired and you were just, were you always still thinking about it? Were you continuing to do research? Like I went on the Camino de Santiago. I spent like 10 years just research, you know, watching everything I could on YouTube, all that stuff. Was it that same thing for you or was it, or was it just, okay, now that I have freedom, I, I can go out and do this? It was a more like the second one. It's like, okay, now I have the means, I have the freedom, I have the confidence, and I also, I can believe, I believe I can go there. So before I didn't believe I could go there I, because I didn't have the confidence and it just seemed like so, so, so far away um, that I even, even, I didn't even research about it. So it's like when I, I knew that I was in a good space to go there, I was just like, okay, let's go all in and just one way ticket to Vietnam. <laughs> one-way ticket yeah wow that is a that's pretty adventurous that that really means you had time and space to do that what were some of the things that you did to prepare for that trip like whether it's practical or emotional what were some of those things i think like the first one is to know that you are um gonna go to that place that you've been dreaming for uh, uh, of so I will say the first one that helps me the most was knowing that I had enough money to go there. And this, the second one that helped me the most um, was that I knew that other people went there too, other people that was not so close to me, but people that I had in social media. Mm-hmm. So that, that knowing that, okay, it's possible to go there and that if I go, I'm not going to die because some other people have done it. So those things really helped me. Awesome. So you've decided to go, you're ready to, to make this trip. So mm-hmm. describe how your trip before you got to Halong Bay, what was, what was that like? Was it the only destination you were looking at in Vietnam or was it just a part of a larger trip or how did you, how did you get from A to B from wherever you started to the Bay? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was actually, um, so Vietnam is divided in South and North. So the capital, which is um, Saigon, yeah, Saigon. <laughs> so that's where actually the the, the city I, I landed in. So it, it is located in the in the south. So I needed to make it all the way to the north, and it's a it's a long country. So I first I needed to get there, and it, that was a cultural shock because. Mm, Vietnam, in terms of tourism, is not as developed as maybe some of its neighbors like Thailand. So it was it was the first cultural shock of oh, I don't know any Vietnamese. I don't have how to communicate. I don't know how to ride motorcycles because that's one of the main 
uh, trans mode of transportation. And I'm like, okay, um, I want to go see the country. So it took me from the moment I landed in Vietnam, it took me about two and a half weeks to make it to Halong Bay. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, I was, I, okay, I had my goal in mind, but I was also amazed by all the things I was experiencing in this country. So yeah, and slow travel allows you to do that, right? If you're not, especially if you're buying a one-way ticket, it can you know, it can take you how long ever it takes you to get there. So that's good. When you got there, you got to Halong Bay. What, did you take an excursion on a boat? Did you did you take a tour company to help you? Like, or did you just like show up with your beach towel one day? Yeah, so I did my research and I knew that you could book a tour from Hanoi, which is the, the main city in the north. And as soon as I got to Hanoi, I was just like, okay, where do I find the tour to Halong Bay? So you can find it everywhere. It's very easy. <laughs> and to my surprise, I was like ready to spend like $500 to go to Halong Bay. The tour was only $12 at the moment back in 2000. It was like, oh, even better. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, 2018. 2018. Okay. So yeah. it was good right before the pandemic. That's good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And I was so excited that I I pretty much I couldn't sleep the night before. So I decided to go out with uh, some friends I met at the hostel and I probably slept like two hours and we were leaving in the morning to go there. So you leave the mainland and you have to go through this bay and you have to go um, through these floating towns and then you get to somewhere in the bay where you can jump. And I was just like, man, I'm here. And I was just, I was just like, I don't know, just talking. And I was, I had to bounce from group to group because some groups I could tell they were sick of me talking <laughs> the place. so it's like okay time to go to the next group so at some point the boat stopped and they were like okay if anyone wants to jump off the boat you can do so and I was just like okay say no more I took off my jacket because it was winter it was in <laughs> February 2018 it was winter so I was like I took off my jacket and my pants and I was like I want to be one of the first one to jump off the boat and once I did I was just like wow like man, this is an item that, and a dream that has been on my list for almost 20 years. <laughs> I finally made it happen. So um, it took a lot to make it happen, but that's also why it was so rewarding. Yeah, it sounds like it. What was it like for you after you jumped off and you got back on the boat and you're sitting there and you're like, I'm here, I'm here. How did you, how did you feel? Like, how did your body feel? How did your mind feel? What were you going through knowing that you had crossed that off and still being there in that space? You know what? I don't really remember. <laughs> I was so excited that I, right now, I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, 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 don't, I know I was not crying. I know I just kept talking <laughs> and talking and I was still excited and and I, I probably was jumping because I do that when I, I am very excited. But I, something that I can tell you is that I was so in the moment that I only have three pictures from that day. <laughs> I was just going to say, that happens to me when I travel. I get excited about what, I, what I'm doing and what's around me. And then I forget to take pictures. So I, I understand that because I'm a people picture person. You know, I want people in my pictures. I want to remember people, old buildings and that kind of stuff is not as impressive to me as like 
remembering the people that I met and I experienced those things with. So I, I get that. I was going to ask you how many pictures did you not take? So <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for answering that. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. So I want to go back to something I heard you say was that you, you were staying at a hostel in Hanoi the night before. And the way you described it, it made it sound to me like maybe you were traveling solo. Was that the case? Yeah. Yeah. I was traveling alone. (laughs) Yeah. 2018, you're traveling alone to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And what was that like for you thinking about, you know, I'm not, I don't have a return date ticket. I am just going, how did you build up the confidence for that? I mean, I, I have friends that, you know, did the Camino as, as solo females and they were afraid to do, you know, like they had concerns and issues. I mean, yeah. as, as women may have those as concerns about traveling solo but the Camino is like so urban. And so, you know, it's not like you're out on the, the Appalachian trail by yourself. What was it like for you or what was inside of you that said, I can go do this. I'm going to go to this foreign country. I don't know the language. I am going to go and experience this as something I've always wanted to do. What was it inside of you that kicked in and said, I'm not concerned about all this other stuff or, you know, everybody else telling me, oh my gosh, that's a horrible place to go visit. Why would you go there, especially alone? Right. Well, I just remember that was, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was just like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'm like, well, you know, if you were my daughter, I'd say there's lots of things that can, that can happen. You can wind up in jail in Vietnam. You could wind up dead in Vietnam. That's true. But, but then what about what's the best that can happen? Mm. You know, and if you if you weigh them, it's like, okay, yeah, a lot of bad things can happen, but a lot of good things can happen as well. And like everything in my life back then, I had like, I had nothing to lose because I already lost everything that I knew back then. So I was just like, let's just go to this place that I've been dreaming of going for so long since I was a kid. And I I haven't done it because there was always something. There was always work. There was always, you know, I want to build up my savings. I want to, um, I, I was in this relationship or I had this X or Y responsibility. So I was just like, I don't really have anything holding me back except myself. And it was always myself, but I was using work or relationship as an excuse. Um, So it just took that. And I don't know, I, 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 it's not like this was my first solo trip. I was also, I already, I was already an experienced solo traveler before. And also even back then for my first solo trip it, it took being sick of tired sick and sick and tired of being sick and tired and I was just like and it was also this mindset of I am in my late 20s and I don't and I only have this life and I am the only one responsible for my life at this moment and I am also the only one responsible for the consequences of my choices at the moment so 
let's just go. And until this day, I know I have a lot of doubts. My family never understood it. They still don't. They actually still don't understand why I travel, <laughs> but I don't uh, like, but okay. Um, I mean, that's it. I don't know. It's, it's just, just go, you know, it's your, yeah. the, the only life you have. What was the pushback like from parents or siblings or friends or, you know, was for all your soul travels, it doesn't have to be your, just your trip to Howlong Bay. You know, what do you tend to get as a female soul traveler? What are some of the pushback you get from specifically family and friends? Well, the, the concern about safety and which I totally get it. You know, um, everyone is afraid of the unknown and, and sometimes we don't really understand why some people do what they do and we question their choices and our choices. And we, you know, we want to be comfortable with what we want and we want also other people to be in the same space. So my family has never left the country. Uh, I am actually the first immigrant in my family and it's been a lot of, so I, let's say that I have broken a lot of uh, paradigms and, and uh, I have and all concepts that they had about how to live and and what to do with your life and you know what certain path that you have to follow when you become an adult so they are they were very confused in the moment I was also confused because I was just like okay I'm coming from this society that tells me to behave these ways coming into another society it's still western society but a little more like open-minded um Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of confusion and then um also one thing about Harlem Bay that I will say probably was uh, a bucket list item that I didn't know it was until I went there and came back was experiencing Asian culture you know it's just uh and not like Viet well I was also able to be in other parts of Asia Mm -hmm. so that was also something that changed my way of thinking and broadened my perspective so I was like I, I wish I had it like sometimes I, I'm like when I'm going to a new country now I add like you know getting more familiar with the culture as a item because you learn so much about yourself and your way of thinking because you're challenged by it so when you visit a different place I am going to ask you what you learned most about yourself, but I'll hold on to that for just one second. Okay. So Lou, why is having, why do you think having a bucket list is so important for you? For me is because there's no, I'm not going to plan a trip if it is not a bucket list item. I feel like uh, a bucket list item is like at the North Star of a trip. It's because it is at some point an experience made me put something on the bucket list and now I'm going to go to the hustle of taking time off work and saving and buying the tickets and all that to just go and cross that off. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so important for folks to write it down. Uh, write their bucket list down. So many people try to keep it in their heads. I think I heard a statistic once that like 92% of Americans have bucket lists. And I was like, yeah, but how many of them have written down? How many of them are intentionally looking at it from day to day and saying, okay, I'm going to do these things. You know, if you keep it in your head, it's like you say, there is no North Star if you're keeping it in your head because there's 10,000 other things going on all the time. So thanks for sharing that. If somebody else was going to do this trip, or they were going to take the trip, or they had Halong Bay on their bucket list, and they came to Lou and said, Lou, 
what's the one thing I need to do now? And I'd like it to be practical, right? Not yeah. just do it, but what's, what's something that they need to like really make sure that the, either they experience or, or a logistical thing. What's that one thing you would tell them? Well, I would say the first one will be logistics, of course. Um, it always, when you're traveling to a place that you don't know, uh, knowing where you're going to stay gives you a lot of peace of mind. And a country like Vietnam, you need peace of mind because your mind is going to be so occupied and confused by the new smells, the traffic, the traffic there, mm-hmm. it took me 10 minutes to cross the street, by the traffic, by the new food that the people that by trying how to communicate, which another um tip or that i can give is to uh get a get a sim card as soon as you get out of the airport and um and use google translator because very few people speak english um and i'm just gonna send and be i know this is more woo-woo but okay. be open-minded uh just you just gotta be open-minded and don't don't bring with you your old your western uh way of thinking because over there it's just like no <laughs> um, you're very challenged by by how things are there and that's okay that's the way things are can you can you give us an example of those cultural differences that you like went oh my gosh i didn't realize this that helped you um, out on your trip yeah i mean the 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 first one was the food um over there not to scare anyone but over there you 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 if you're a vegan you can find vegan options vegetarian if you 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 can find all that but um for example for me i was staying with local families in small towns so to me was the um, the things that they eat i uh when i was staying with local families i had to eat a i not i had to i was I was willing to, so I had to eat a, a lot of insects and worms and crickets. And in one particular town, I had uh, dog meat, so they eat dogs there. So I am a dog lover, so that to me was very shocking. But at the same time, it was just like, after being there for a while, I, I was just like, that's the way it is here. and. Mm-hmm. That that's it. Um, there's nothing I can do about it, and and that's it. <laughs> so yeah. that was very challenging. What do you think is the one thing that after you got done with that entire trip, and you spent more time than just in Vietnam, but but after that trip, what was like the one transformational thing that you could see in yourself that that translates to your life now outside of that trip? Being easygoing and being okay with how things are and people are. Before I used to worry too much about what people did or did not, or how, why are, I don't know, just worry too much about other people and what for, you know, I was just wasting my energy. And after this trip, uh, what I was gonna do, you know, like it's especially like when I visit these, that small town, what was I gonna be like, hey, don't eat this, don't eat that. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. They have done, been doing that for centuries. It's their culture. I'm not here to change anyone. I'm just here to learn. So let me uh, like rephrase my answer by saying that of it changed me or in the way that uh, of having a student mindset, you know, or a learner mindset. It's just like, I'm here to learn. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to try to change anyone. 
Awesome. I think that's great. It is definitely a benefit to having travel uh, under your belt and also having a bucket list. I think it's one of the greatest things, you know, to, to get outside your bubble, no matter what it is, whether it's playing an instrument or doing anything different than you normally do. It, it's uh, put it on your list and make it happen. So awesome. So Lou, tell me what's the next thing that you would like to cross off your list or something you're looking forward to down the road? Sure. Um, well, my next item is going to Madagascar in Africa. Okay. <laughs> to not to swim this time. I want to go hug a tree that is called Baobab. So, and it's only in Madagascar in Africa. Is it like a single tree or is it, or is it just a type of tree? It's a type of tree. Okay. And yeah. is there, is there something in the culture that you, you get a little rub if you, if you hug the tree or is it like, why, why hug it? Just well, I don't know if you ever read The Little Prince. It's a, a small book. So um, there, there is like in, in, in the book where he says that in his little plant, he has these trees that grew in it that are the baobabs. So that's my favorite book. And I okay. just found out about, I know, I didn't, I found out like four or five years ago that it exists. So I'm like, I want to go hug a baobab tree because in honor to my favorite book, that's awesome. That's that's amazing. Lou, thank you so much for being here. Where can folks find more information about you? Sure, yeah. So as of right now, the best way to get in contact with me is through my Instagram, which is at the Solo Female Podcast. And you have a podcast? That says- I do have a podcast as well, as you can tell by, the, by my username. So also uh, it's called the Solo Female Traveler and you can find it in all platforms. What's the theme of your podcast? It kind of says it in the name, but explain a little bit what your goals are. Sure, yeah. It's about solo female travel. So um, we, I share stories of, other, uh, of women about their solo travel experiences. Awesome. I think that is fantastic. We will put all that in the show notes. Uh, Lou, thank you so much for being here. And uh, after you hug that tree, I want you to come back on the show because I think that's an amazing story that I'd like to uh, like to, for folks to hear. So uh, please do that. And thank you again. Thank you.